of So now moving on to the next mimer. The next mimer is Dibur Maschil Vishivri Lachem Mate Lachem on the end of Daf Bemchas. Amad Aleph. So it says that when I, meaning I Hashem, will break or so to speak destroy for you, the Jewish people, the staff, or in other words, the source or strength of bread, you know, break the source of, of sustenance for the Jewish people. And when that happens, 10 women, that 10 women will be forced to bake their bread in one oven. And when they, when the bread comes out, uh, etc. That you know, all the breads, all the loaves of the individual women get so crumbled up that um, they'll have to div- divvy up the breads um, back to the ten women by weight. That is at least the pasuk as explained by Rashi uh, according to the simple pshat level of understanding. Now the Alter Rebbe goes in and explains that. Even though we know of the teichachais as klalais, as curses, nevertheless, the truth is they're really brachas, they're really blessings. So how can this be a blessing? We have to first understand uh, Zohar. The Zohar explains there's three levels that are connected to each other. We have Hashem, the highest level, the Torah, after that, and the Jewish people. And these three levels are... Um, are concealed, the highest level is concealed relative to the level below it, which is considered revealed, um, and so on and so forth. So meaning Kuchibichu is concealed compared to the Torah, which is the revelation of Kuchibichu, and then the Torah would be concealed as relative to the Jewish people, which would be revealed. Now, this idea of concealed, sasim, as the lashon of the Zayar, is something that is not able to be enclosed into makom at all, into place. What is makom? Makom is the context and backdrop for existence. So, um, so to speak, meaning to say that Hashem is considered stima dechostimi, that he's completely concealed, even relative to, in the context of concealment, he's even concealed, that not, no thought can even begin to grasp Hashem on that level. Now, Galia re- revealed revelation is as the concealment comes into us, into place, into makam, into this context or backdrop, so to speak, for the potential for existence to exist, uh, which is essentially physical space as we know it, the six directions, um, meaning Northwest, East, and South, up and down. Now, how can we say that something so physical, like physical space, is godly? Meaning we call Hashem uh, Hamakim. So how can it be that, that space is something so physical is godly? Now, in truth, this, the answer is Enod Milvade. As we say in Parshish Veschanan, that there's nothing outside of Hashem. So... Therefore, Hashem is absolutely de- dominant and has a dominion and a kingship over all of creation. 
even the most physical of the physical creation, this world has a spiritual life force that animates it always, constantly giving it life. So, and that is also called makoim. That backdrop, that that reality that's that's giving it life, that is called makoim. Um, it says in the Pasuk in Pajas Kiritisa, Hine makim iti, that we have this level of makim above that's creating this backdrop, so to speak, for reality and physicality to exist. Now, makim means that there is a spiritual life force that is essentially, Galia is revealed and nullified to the level above it, which would be concealed. Um, and the example would be um, a person's intellect compared to the letters of thought, uh, I guess the sub particles, so to speak, of a person's thought would be oisius and the letters of thought. And those small, I guess, bite-sized pieces of thought within that make up the thought process of mankind, that is an expression of a person's intellect, but it is um, a revelation of the, in the intellect, which is con considered concealed. Um, and that is the idea when we say in the Passover Haggadah, we say, Baruch HaMakim, Baruch Hu, that blessed is the Makim, the omnipresence. The Baruch is the idea of Mshach of drawing down. So the idea is, is we are drawing down um, godliness, which is a, a level of absolute concealment, to come down in a level that is able to be revealed, which is Makim, which is the context for a creation to exist. Um, and the whole idea um, is to draw down that which is beyond time into time. That's why we say in Tehillim, Baruch Hashem, Mina Ilam Badailam. From, I guess, from world to world or from eternity to eternity. Now, skipping the parentheses, um, we move on to explain how the Torah. Now, moving one step lower, after Kuchabricho Hashem, we have the Torah. The Torah also has an element of concealment and revelation, concealed and revealed. The idea is that these clothes, these seemingly curses um, that are uh, bestowed upon the Jewish people through these uh, um, in Parshas Bichu Kaisai, even though um, in their source, they could manifest as curses. But really, when we see, look at the Torah itself, we notice that the Jewish people, at least um, at least throughout the Chumash, are not don't don't actually experience these teichaches. Uh, they, they remain rebukes. They remain teichaches, but they don't come down into the form of clothes into actual curses. But rather, the opposite happens that. Hashem says in Parshas Nitzavim that Venasa and Vayalukecha is called Ha'ela Al Ivacha that the that the these curses these uh, rebukes that Hashem makes in this parsha 
are really actually drawn down and become uh, negative curses on our enemies. And they don't uh, come as curses on us, but rather, uh, which is the idea of Asav, um, um, which is the idea of div, uh, multiplicity and lack of unity and lack of recognition of the oneness of God. But rather when, with regards to the Jewish people, these toichachas, so to speak, manifest and come down in the form of bracha into, into blessing. And that's why it says in Parshat Nitzavim, it says, Hashem, and the voice of Hashem, that the whole inner, um, the, that's, that's the whole inner dimension of this concealed uh, rebuke, so to speak, is to bring out the goodness and the blessing into the Jewish people. And so we have, so, so well, in a concealed form, we have, so to speak, a rebuke that could manifest as a blessing or a curse. But in actuality, when it comes out as a blessing, it comes as a bukoil, as a, as a voice, which means the idea of a brachis, of, of brachis. Now, skipping the, uh, the parentheses, uh, if one wants to dive in, uh, brings out this point in a Gemara in Mein Katen. One can look there uh, for further analysis. Now, after the parentheses, it is known the title is called Lechem, bread. Why is it called bread? Because bread is something that when you eat it, it animates the neshama, just like muzzing, just like physical uh, sustenance animates the goof, animates the body. So when a person, um, so when a person eats bread, it's literally coming down into all 248 limbs and providing life force to it. So too, the Torah, the Torah gives us life force, spiritual life force, life uh, and energy to. Um, to live and now it seems odd that bread sustains mankind when bread is a result of um vegetables of, a, of vegetative matter which is a lower um aspect of a cre of creation than humankind humankind is, is far superior than um than soymeach than uh, plant life. So how can it be that a human being, humankind is required, is dependent on plant life for our survival, which is a much lower level? Now, the truth is, to answer this question, very, very famous concept in Hasidus that really produce from the ground, even though it manifests as a lower level of existence, nevertheless, its source is much higher. Um, what happened was, is that during the Shri Sakhalim of the world of Tohu, the, um, the energy that creates, um, that creates the, the wheat and all these crops, it fell, um, down to a level that's even below mankind, but its source is sourced in much, much higher levels, the world of Tohu. So similarly, Torah is also very similar um, to bread in the sense that it is called lachem and mazen to the neshama. It's called bread for the soul. It sustains the soul. 
Why? That because the, the secrets of the Torah come down into physical matters. Um, for example, you have uh, just basic legal rulings in the Talmud and halacha of permitted and forbidden, Toma and Tara. So we see that even though the source of the Torah is much, much higher, is from the loftiest of heights, it's able to come down and reveal itself into the lowest of low, just like, just like grain and wheat and bread. And all this is because of Shriya Kalim, through this breaking of vessels. But here, um, the Altar doesn't actually use the Russian Shvirs Kalim, he uses the Shvirs Aluchas or Shainis. These first two tablets that Moshe brought down from Harsinai, he broke them. That um, first, these first tablets that, that, that if they weren't broken, they, they really would have, as it brought down in uh, Shmais Rabbah, the Midrash, that would have freed uh, mankind from the angel of death. But because they, these first tablets were broken, they were, so to speak, their spiritual potential was unleashed and able to become drawn down into the most physical of physicality of reality. Of reality. As it's brought down in Lukutei Torah of the Rizal and other places about these similarities between the breaking of the first tablets and Shvirsakalim in the world of Tov. And now we can understand the beginning of our Pasuk in our, this precious book of Kaysai. That when I break for you, your source of bread, meaning what does it mean, Mate Lechem, staff of bread? That represents the tree of life, the Eitzachayim, which breaks as a result of Shvirsakalim and comes down into physical matters, physical material world. Now, that is the end of Sif Aleph. Now, Sif Bays further analyzes the beginning, the, the continuation of the Pasuk, and 10 women will bake. So what does it mean, and they will bake? And that is, we know that the Torah is called Lechem chito, specifically bread made from wheat. Why is it called wheat bread? Because the 22 letters of the Torah of Lashon HaKadosh actually is the same gematria chita, ches tes hey, number 22. And the Indian is that when a person eats um, bread that is not baked at all, it's not possible to be properly digested in its stomach. Um, and therefore it's not going to be able to come down and be absorbed into the blood and into the limbs of the person and into their soul. However, when a person eats bread that is baked properly, then and only then is it able to be digested into its limbs. So just like bread needs to be baked in order to become one with our flesh, so too the Torah needs to be baked, so to speak, in order to become one with our soul. 
So what does it mean to bake the Torah before, before we consume it or learn it, so to speak? We're going to explain. So the idea is that one must meditate on the oneness of Hashem, that Hashem is completely united with the Torah and the Jewish people. And when we meditate on that concept, then that would be the, the prerequisite for uh, consuming the Torah, so to speak, in order for it to really become absorbed into our body and soul. Now, in the context of baking, our sages bring down in the Gemara Yushalmi that the Torah is given as a black fire on top of a white fire. So, in the parentheses, uh, the Ramaz is Ma'ayin, uh, what these means, um, Alpi Kabbalah, a little bit more. After the parentheses, we explain that the black fire is this concealed uh, love that every Jew has, this yearning to cleave to Hashem, um, that even when a person is completely involved in their physical matters, nevertheless, his heart is burning, his inner fire to love Hashem, as is written in the heart cries, has this like, almost like silent cry that's with deep within the Jew's soul to cleave to Hashem. And that's why we, this term of love sickness comes from Shir Shirim, to Samchuni Bashishois, etc. That one should prepare for me. Raisin cakes was apparently a type of uh, food that was prepared um for someone that was sick prepare me this i guess medicine so to speak because i'm lovesick what is this love sickness that that we have this deep desire to cleave to hashem um and that's what it means i'm sleeping but my heart is awake uh in sure sure and this concealed love is uh, as it says another that this love is a love of fire of, bur of uh, burning coals of fire which is constantly burning to cleave to Hashem is yearning to cleave to Hashem um, and through this burning fire of passion of desire to cleave to Hashem that's how we bake this spiritual wheat bread, which is the Torah. So how do we bake the Torah on a spiritual level? Through creating this fire within us to want to yearn for Hashem. And then when we do that, the words of Torah will be completely absorbed into our body and into our soul. And that's what it means that they, these 10 women will bake the bread in one oven through this creating this learning Torah on a level, on such a level, it's really a blessing because Shem's blessing us that each and every Jew should learn Torah on a level that we have this passion to cleave to the one God. Um, and that's how we should learn and consume our Torah. 
So what's this idea of the 10 women in the Pasuk that we know that every single Jewish soul has 10, uh, uh, I guess, sub-components, three mothers, so to speak, and seven doubles, so to speak, as brought down in Sefer Yetzirah. In other words, the three intellectual faculties and seven emotional faculties of the soul. And this adds up to 10 that we need to bake. We need to bake, I guess, the Torah with all 10 of these faculties. Um, and why specifically women, not men? Because this has to be done on a fe in a fe feminine way. What does it mean to bake these 10 soul faculties in a feminine way? That that we should have this yearning and cleaving to Hashem um, in a way of, I guess, a certain level of bittle and like, just like a wife has to her husband, but a completely devoted wife that's uh, to, the, to the true husband, true master uh, Hashem. Hashem is our husband, so to speak, our true husband that gives us only truth and the Torah is true. And this is what it means. That one should see oneself like a, like a Russia, like a wicked person, even though you're, uh, could really be a tzaddik. There's Gemara and Nida also brought down in Tanya first chapter. And even if a person always learns Taita and Davins, nevertheless, he still has to see himself like a Russia. But the, the, the wickedness that he does, he has to recognize that is, it is Mi'atzmai, meaning it is really only for his own, uh, for, his, for his own self. He has to recognize that any wickedness that he still has remnants within him is not a result of all the Torah learning and davening he did, God forbid, but rather it is completely external aside from that. And that is something he has to work on separate, um, but not to, God forbid, treat uh, the wickedness as if it is in any way connected to his Torah learning or tefillah. And this is what it means to have this ka and share sharem that that we have to have this burning passion towards Hashem, to love Hashem. Specifically, she'll have this ka, which is the first two letters of Hashem's name, Yudke. That idea of shall have this ka is the idea that one should be a level of recipient. Um, just a recipient in a way that the person does not become an independent entity in and of themselves. And therefore they can accomplish the spiritual baking process of developing this yearning for Hashem as we spoke earlier. And the continuation of the Pasuk of our Deeper Maschel is Veshivu Bamishkol, that after the breads go into the oven, they will come out by weight. So what is the explanation? that when one learns Torah in this way of baking first, as we spoke about earlier, 
meaning creating this fire, uh, desire, and yearning to cleave to Hashem as a recipient in the Derech Nukva, as I explained earlier, it needs to be done in a way of mishkal. What does mishkal mean? It means weighing, so to speak. Meaning, it says in a pasuk in Yeshaya, Veshakal, the palace harim, that Hashem, so to speak, weighs the mountains with a scale, that this is a level that is higher than mountains. Meaning to say that Hashem's reality is beyond the greatest mountains that Hashem is, uh, transcends mountains. The fact that he's even able to weigh them, which uh, in our human capacity of understanding is impossible to do. Well, how can you weigh a mountain um, that Hashem's completely beyond that? Um, so therefore we can, uh, we have to connect and cleave to Hashem as he is on that very high lofty level that's beyond our ability to grasp as it's brought down further in the czar. And the continuation of the Pasuk is and you will eat um, and you won't be satiated. Um, this is a way of Oyev Kesef, etc. Which means, as it brought down in Kehelas, that money won't, won't satisfy us anymore. Meaning to say, how is this actually a, can be a blessing? That the whole idea is that when we learn Torah, we shouldn't never be satisfied. Like normally when a person eats bread, they eventually get full and they get satisfied. Okay, I don't need to eat anymore. But Torah, when we learn Torah, it shouldn't be that way. That when we eat the Torah, so to speak, or learn Torah, we should, we, we will should, that we should be blessed, that we should never become satiated or satisfied with the amount of Torah we learn. But rather, our love, just like says Mishlei, Bavasa Tishka Tzamid, that we should be completely of constant infatuation with the Torah we learn, that should always be new to us when we learn the Torah, and we'll never be bored of it, God forbid, so to speak. So, as it says in the Pasuk in Mishlei, Al Tavez Kizakna Yimecho, that should, um, that. The idea is that we should not ever become on the level of old, of elderliness, meaning to say that we should never find the Torah old in our eyes and that Hashem is beyond time and time is a form of limitation. And so we should never be limited by time, that we should learn the Torah and connect to the Torah and Hashem which is sourced beyond time and beyond makim. And therefore we'll be able to receive this chayas from the Torah um, and we won't uh, receive from anything else. It says in the Pasuk Shaya, etc. So we see from this mimer that all of this uh, seeming curse really is a an admonition that could pan out as either a blessing or a curse. So really, for um, Hashem, we should merit that this should only uh, reveal itself as a blessing. 
um, in the way we spoke about that that our learning of Torah should be um, we should activate all ten powers of our soul to learn Torah in a way that we are cleaving to the one God and the constant infatuation. And that is the end of the mimer. So now moving on to the next mimer, Ela Chukim Mishpatim Vatariz Ashanos Hashem Binoi Vein Benisrael. A Pasak later on in Parshas Bukhukaisai. Now Bukhira it's not shy to say Chukim Mishpatim and Tairis, because this is talking about in the context of the Brachas and Klalis that were written earlier in the Parsha. Um, because obviously brachas and klalas are not um, laws. So then why are we referring to the brachas and klalas as chukim mishpatim and teres? Question number one. So the second question is why does it say benoivin ben Israel? That, that Hashem gave between him and the Jewish people. Why doesn't it just say to the Jewish people? So the Indian is, and the Parsha above is written, So this really represents three different levels. It says, That represents and really contemplating thought with the thought and the greatness of Hashem, which is many infinite levels, one higher than the other. And therefore, it's called halicha, walk, going, walking. Just like this in the Pasuk and tell him, Yechul el choyel. And just like it says in the Pasuk and Chabakuk, halicha is oilam lai. What does it mean, halicha is oilam lai? That when one goes, so to speak, choylech, goes and removes himself from the world um, to him, to meaning to Hashem, to nullify himself to Hashem's oneness through his contemplation in the greatness of Hashem, uh, level, level after level. Now, not only that, an even higher level of Alicha is that even the oilam, the, the oilam itself becomes light, becomes battle to Hashem. Uh, it becomes elevated, etc. Um, and it's called halichois lashin rabim. Why is it in the plural? Because the sages say, all to create halichois halachois, in order to learn out this uh, drasha, that um, the fact that it's written in Shir Shirim, Balamis in Mispar. So just say, these are the halachas. So we learn out that through uh, learning halachas, and not only learning halachas, but having um, intellectual depth and comprehension of halachas, um, and this uh, thought process and intellectual um, activity of learning halachas, that's what merits a person to go from level to level in grasping uh, Hashem's uh, infinite essence, 
and coming close to him. Um, so this it's very sad Tishmu, and us, the fact that it says in the later on in the in the in this first person passage at the beginning this is the Indian of Dibar speech. Say to say, Shemoyer Mishnah. The idea of guarding is connected to the Mishnah. And one, and the idea of Mishnah, just like it says in the Shema, Vishinantan Levanecha, is connected to the Indian of Dibar, specifically speaking words of Torah, not just using the brain to think about words of Torah and really meditate on the halachas, like speaking about in the idea of but rather Tishmaru, we are Vishnantam uh, speaking over the words of Torah. So the Indian is that even one who has a very small brain or small intellectual capability to comprehend the greatness of Hashem and to go in the ways of Hashem from level to level, nevertheless, Every single Jew has this level of Hashem, Tavar Hashem, that rests in him, as it is written in the parsha. And I'll give my temple, my base Migdash, so to speak, amongst you. That's how Rashi explains. But the Zohar explains Mishkani, the fact that the word Mishkani, it implies Mashkoina which is like a collateral. So it's just like uh, if a person lends someone money and uh, he does it on collateral, it forces an extra closeness to the lender and the borrower because the borrower knows that his collateral is in the hands of the lender. So he really has to stay close and make sure. So so too with us and Hashem, um, I guess the Mishka, uh, the, the base of Migdash is, so to speak, almost like a... Um, like almost like a collateral in the sense that it causes extra closeness to us and Hashem. Um, and just to explain this analogy further, more in depth, just like a person gives collateral to his friend, um, that the mashkin is not from, it's not he's not giving it out of goodwill, but rather he has to. So as sages say, gal adam that the Shechina wanted to exile with the Jewish people in Adai. It means that even if a person knows what level he's holding spiritually, uh, even if he's in the deepest Gullus exile of Adam or of, uh, I guess, uh, Rome or Ishmael or amongst the Christian or Arab countries, they are represents different undesirable character traits and emotional traits like tivus and kas, uh, desire and anger and so on. Nevertheless, he will not fall uh, astray. It says of the tikvasi. Of the tikvasi. Pasak in that in truth, even when we're in Gaulus, and the Jews are in Gaulus, Shechina is with them, with them. 
it, it gives us this extra chais, extra um, life, life force, so to speak, of godliness, that even when we go, even when we go into exile, um, Shechina is with us. Well, connected to that idea of Aniyavayla Kichem, I am Shemir God, that Havaya is the level of past, present, and future at the same time. Like it says in Malachi, Aniyavayla Leishan Yisi. Therefore, um, one is able to establish in one's mind to have this level uh, fixed, this idea of Elokichem of the idea of Hashem being beyond time, fixed within him, which is within the world, which is Elokechem. However, we need to have this level guarded within us so it does not remain something just intellectual and beyond us, so to speak, but rather something we're able to internalize. It says specifically the seichachem, and this shmira, this way to do the shmira, is through learning Mishnah and Shino, and specifically through speaking words of Torah. Like Devar Hashem is zay halacha, as they just say, when is shayne halacha? Specifically, shayne halacha is the idea of saying over halachas. And this is the level of shmira in order to uh, guard within oneself that which was already given to him. And even if one is not able to go and to ascend higher through these great levels of hasaga, intellectual grasp of the greatness of Hashem, nevertheless, through speaking with the Torah, One's able to internalize the Torah. Who says in the Pesach in Talon, "V'seiroscha b'seich mioi, v'asim devar b'ficha nishaya." So the whole idea is that it becomes completely one with you, the person becoming one with Hashem. As our sages say, "Ein agolios miskansoys al b'schus mishnayas." The exiles of the Jewish people won't gather to Jerusalem unless we have the mishnayot. Unless without the merit of the Mishnah learning that's been taking place. That's specifically speaking words of Torah. As it says in the Pasuk in same. The explanation is that even though that they're in the level of exile, the Shekhin is with them. And this is what our sages say in the verse in Yirmiya, Amma of Daharetz, the reason why the land was lost because it was because of the, the lack of Torah study. Because through Bittal which is this level of Dvar Hashem, of the Hamuna, which is this level of Aratzadayim Raglai, um, that it's not completely um, grasped in his mind, this, this idea of faith in the oneness of Hashem. 
Vasisim Aisam, that now so that's the first two levels, Machshav and Dibur. Now we get to Vasisim Aisam. So this has practical action, which is the whole concept of drawing down godliness from the level of sight of calming through the actions that we do, as the sages say. Not the midrash, like midrash huayker elam maisa. The action is the main thing, not the study. As the sages say, gadol talmud shemevi lide maisa. The whole purpose of learning taita is for the action maisa mitzvahs, because that's the whole purpose of everything. It's impossible to draw down this gili um, from the level from the level of save calming through any hasaga and kachmachshava dibor and dibor um, because there's no because no thought can grasp Hashem and no voice can speak and totally describe Hashem so therefore the only way to actually express Hashem in this world in the from the in the highest levels is through action. And that's the idea, biramiza, lachakima biramiza. That's how we draw down the highest levels of Asa that are beyond thought, beyond intellect. And this is like the analogy of a person that's not able to speak and to express himself to others, but only when he alludes with a uh, a posture or a, uh, I guess, some physical mo motion, he's able to, ex I guess, express himself in a way that he can communicate what he's trying to get across. Um, and that's specifically the idea of my submissives, that, that it's able to get a, a message across from Hashem into this world that normal communication, normal thought or speech would not be able to accomplish. That's the idea of a remiss. And like a great analogy of this would be my tzedakah. Because through tzedakah, when draws down chayas to another person, which is alluded to above, that, that is the source of all the hashpas to draw down life, kindness into all the worlds. And similarly, that's the same idea by all mitzvahs, that even the mitzvahs of learning Torah and with speech, because when a person speaks words of Torah, that is also considered like a, an action because his lips are physically moving. And this is what is written in Pasukin Shaya by Maiset's Dokka Shalim, that when we give Tzedek, we bring peace, which is the idea of uniting two opposites, bringing peace between them. So too, it's impossible for worlds to receive the infinite abundance of life from Hashem, the Creator, which is completely uh, separate from the world, so to speak. So uh, opposite spectrums, but specifically through this concept of Shalom, through peace, we can draw down this infinite blessing uh, from Hashem. And this is what it means in the Pasuk in Bechul Kaisai, in this parsha, Nasati Shalom Ba'aretz. I'll give peace in the land. Also, in Telem, we say, Machus Machus Kol Ilumim. Both ideas, they're, 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 they're the idea of the level of Eretz is the idea of is the level of Machus, 
compared to Ashkarish Barhu. As it means that Lay Matzakash Barhu Kli Machik Brahu Ishalashan. Hashem only found a vessel to contain the blessing, meaning the only the only blessed, the only vessel that can properly uh, obtain blessing for the Jewish people is peace through Shalom. Shalom is what brings the peace down the peace and godly vitality to be revealed down here below. I hope you enjoyed the learning the daft together and have a wonderful day.